Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, guys, welcome back. Whew. Hall of Fame edition. Whew. Earn your leisure, EYL. What? This is something that um, this is big for us. This is a big day for us. Um, so first and foremost, we got to thank our guy, Kenny Burns. Shout out to the legend. Shout out to Kenny, man. Good, 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 genuine dude. Without him, this wouldn't have been possible. Um, he connected the dots for us. So Earn Your Leisure, you know, we've been checking off our bucket list. We interviewed Shaquille O'Neal. Yep, yep. We've interviewed our favorites from a long list of different people. I don't want to forget anybody, but, you know, it's one person that early on, early on. We only had two people early on. Yeah. We had Nipsey Hussle and we had uh, Dame Dash. And um, Dame was really an inspiration for us as far as we're a business podcast. Not something that probably would have been as popular as it has been if uh, maybe he didn't push the envelope of business and entertainment and being – um, independent for so long, and he had a legendary Breakfast Club interview that yeah, changed my really life. Changed, yeah, changed, changed a lot, of, a lot of people's lives for sure. So you know, leave, needs no introduction. But entrepreneur, family man, record executive, film producer, a director, actor, fashion designer, father. Um, yeah, I said family man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We're in his studios right now, so you can't tell this, though. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a good one. So first and foremost. Dame, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Welcome, welcome on your leisure. Thank you. Thank you for the intro. Never yeah. was a record executive, always on the label, though. Okay. So, Dame, let's get into it, man. We want to talk about a lot of different things here. But um, the first thing I want to talk about, we in your studios, and it's, it's in the middle of a global pandemic. But the thing that you actually told us is something that is true for us and a lot of other people that we, we've interviewed on our show is that, um, you know, it's actually been 
a situation where you're actually lucrative and during this time for creatives, content creatives. So you actually own a studio, a network. So I want to talk about that because I, I haven't really heard you speak about it too much. And I feel like a lot of interviews, they ask kind of the same questions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, owning a studio, owning a, a network, we're going to get into the, the nitty gritty of it. But what was what, what's what's the the idea behind that? Like what made you want to go into that world? Well, it was, you know, you can relate to this. It was on my bucket list to have a network. But residual income became um, really important to me because as I was getting older, I was like, I don't feel like being so social. I don't feel like being around people so much, especially people I don't like. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to earn money while I was by the pool and do it when I felt like it. So, you know, in my experiences with making movies and with percentages I owned of certain movies, I was like, damn, if I make my own movies, own them 100%. And when the internet came, because of the direct-to-consumer relationship, I could sell it directly to them. You know, you could remember even back at the Breakfast Club, I was like, cut out the middleman. Yeah. There's an internet. So I just think I grasped the reality of what was happening because I was looking for it. I was looking for independence, and the internet gave me that. And having the wherewithal to make content, you know, observing content is cool. I went through that phase. But to get residual income, you have to be able to do something that people want to see over and over again, which is scripted something with a beginning, middle, and end produced a certain way. And, you know, in this moment, it's a crowded block. I think a lot of what people are doing right now is good, but, you know, it would have been better if you had realized that 10 years ago it was there. So now instead of being weight, you're two for fives. You know, you're a tray, and you have to hustle on a crowded block. You know, I was preparing, not to say for this moment, but for the moment that I could just completely do what I want, when I want, how I want, by the pool. So when the pandemic happened, it was perfect. People were home and needed things to watch. I had a lot of content to edit. I own all the cameras. I have a studio. I don't have but five people in my studio anyway. You see, when you came in here, you had to get heavily tested. Right. Not even, a, not only a test, I'm able to also put the gun on you too, the, the heat gun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm diabetic. That, that I can't stand it. But at the end happen. of the day, a general has to be able to move in a war. A soldier waits to be told what to do. A general prepares for a war before it happens. I'm a general. So I was preparing for a different war. The war and the revolution has always been financial empowerment. It's always been able to tell them to get the fuck out my face. I'll do it on my own and be confident. And that's always the way I've approached things. I've always known that if they could do it, I could do it, period. I'm looking at my competition and they don't seem swaggier than me. They don't seem cooler than me. They don't seem tougher than me. You know, they don't, they, they're not built for this. They, they seem to be told what to do. They seem to be acting like it's theirs and it's not, you know? And for me, it's like, I have pets, I have pet dogs, my puppies, and they depend on me for food, they give me comfort. But I'll be like, I wonder how they would have been able to survive on their own if they had to actually kill something every day to eat. They'd be a different kind of animal. So when I look at me and I look at others, I'm just like, yo, I'm a different kind of animal. You're a puppy. You're there for somebody's entertainment. You get fed and you gotta be nice. I'm a wild animal. I'm a killer eat before somebody gives me anything. I like the way that feels. Yeah, you, you started at the beginning of the pandemic, you said that you had to create content challenge. But within that, you, you went into the, the definition of why content is so important because when you have a lot of it, you create a catalog. And as you create a catalog, now you can license it. Can you get into that a little bit? Yeah. 
It's just like anything. Residual income. People will pay to borrow it or rent it from you so that they can put commercials or have people pay for it. So let's say a BET wants to license one of my movies. I'll be like, right, I need 400000 for three years. But you're going to give it back as soon as that three years is done. And you can only have the rights for television, not digital or anything else. And that exists for every form from Facebook to digital, probably Instagram in a minute. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what licensing is. So your, your, your model, you, I know you have the subscription. So you, you do a little bit of both. You, you do the subscription service and you do the licensing or is it like I some kind of that? That's just an ancillary thing is the licensing. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> right now it's a streaming service, but there's also a 24 hour network that it goes over the air in Charlotte. And there's now I'll be able to go and have the 24 hour network playing from the actual app. So you'll be able to go watch television and have the television experience, or you could pay and subscribe and you'll be able to get it on demand. Let me, let me ask you this. Without commercial. Let me ask you this, cause- um, But also, let me say one more thing. One of the other reasons why it was important for me to have and have my own network was because it was like, I'm selling music and they use music in networks. I'm selling clothes and everybody got to wear clothes. At the time I was selling weed I smoke weed in the content, so it also becomes a commercial for everything. Oh, so if you watch Honor Up, I made the clothes, I made the music, you know, I made the sunglasses. Everything that you see could be bought from me, so it also becomes a commercial for my ancillary products. Cross-branding. Um, they can buy it directly from me. So It's I a store. Yeah. It becomes home shopping network while you're watching it. And in the television business, Traditionally, a network will um, pay a production company. They'll buy their idea and then pay them to execute it. So all these ideas, these black shows, they come from black people. But the only way a network will take the show is if it comes from a white production company, such as E1, people like Tara Long. And We Channel will only take our black stories if they're made and budgets controlled by white people. So I walk into E1, I see posters of black families all over the wall, but in the offices I only see white people. And the dysfunction that they cause and try to capture, they always wanna put a camera on us, but you turn the camera on them, oh, get that camera off me, I'm not signing off and all that. They want us to make fools of ourselves, capture that narrative, play it over and over again so you believe it, and they want to make sure that they're not seen at all and they never exploit their own culture. So I look at channels like VH1 and look at what's the most, the, the biggest thing on the network is our dysfunction. Mm -hmm. I look at We Channel and they try to make us, us as legends look like dysfunctional people and actually do things to make it appear that way. And then the other programming is jail. You know, it's embarrassing watching the Wii Channel. Life after jail. It's embarrassing making money. So my network isn't about the distractions and those patterns that they put into our brain all day to make us think that we're less of who we are. And my network is about health, about like if we got diabetes, I got diabetes, so there's a Dash Diabetes Network. You know, we don't recognize trauma, the racism and the day-to-day -day life that we just think is normal is trauma and we don't get therapy. 
And when we do get therapy, it's based on research done on white people because black people don't get therapy to get research done on them. So we don't know how to recognize our own trauma and we don't know how to help ourselves. We think being fucked up and being depressed is normal and it's not. We don't teach financial empowerment on television. We, we get taught, yo, take a short price so you can make some money going to the strip club. Build your brand that way. Be stupid and act crazy so people will pay to actually talk crazy to you in person. So, so what's that process like, right? You said that the network is in Charlotte right now. It's, it's also well, over well, the air. Over it's the air. Is it, has it been tough with, with actual, I guess, big networks trying to broadcast it or syndicate it? Or nah. what has that process been like for you? I mean, right now, I'm just opening up shop. So it's been cool. It's been easy as fuck. It's been having information and understanding it and applying it. The shit they don't teach us. It's, it's been expensive figuring it out, but it's been worth it. And it's been fun. So you know? let me let me ask you this. So um, I don't want to compare you to, to Netflix, but I'm just using them as an example. Definitely compare me to Netflix. All right, uh, even better. So Netflix, if anybody's not familiar, they they spend the most money out of any TV station in the world on original content, mm-hmm. and they're also heavily in debt. Like, well, let me explain that to you. Okay. Well, I, well, I was gonna ask you a question. Um, so they spend so much money that their their profit margins are extremely thin because they're spending. It, that's not, I don't think that's their business model. Okay. I think their business model is buying content and then leveraging it later. But in the beginning, they were uh, licensing, and that's the reason why they lost so much money, was because they were licensing. And then when they did their own original programming, I think it was called House of Cards, that changed the whole game for them. But every year, they do lose a billion dollars, but they raise a billion dollars. Yeah. But they, at the end of the day, there's probably one company that's just for, and you know they own stars too, by the way. So basically they can incubate one there and put it there. And I think one company is really primarily for, and I'm not saying that I know it, but if I was a betting man, I would think one is for the subscriptions, which is a loss, but they can raise money and blah, blah, blah. And the other is for the content that they own that they can leverage, that they'll be getting residual income from because they actually are paying people to make shit that they own. Well, yeah, so, but my question was, as far as creating content that is expensive, that's why they have to borrow money, I'm assuming. How does that relate to you? Like that's a scam. They're just paying for fucking, uh, uh, you know, too much money for craft services and shit. I own all the cameras, so I cut out all that bullshit. I can do everything. So I ain't gotta pay a writer. I ain't gotta outsource a production company. I am the production company. I ain't gotta rent no cameras. I got the cameras. I ain't gotta rent no editing base. I got the editing base. And if I gotta act, I'm gonna jump in front of that shit and do it too. And you, you 100% funding all your projects. 100. And all right. So you pretty much just, it's a more efficient manner as far as not just paying this, this crew, that crew, that crew to shoot, this, you, everything is in-house, so it's, it's, it's less. Because the reason why I'm asking you, because I know you're Outsourcing heavy. makes no sense. Because then people make up jobs to get paid for it. Cuts out a lot of bullshit when you know how to do it yourself. See, I'm not only administrative, I'm creative. So people be thinking that shit is normal, that I could direct, act, write, play instruments, you know, just do everything. When, when, when I say I direct something, like some people are just known for directing and that's it. That's all they do. When I say I direct something, they be like, oh, yeah, that's Dame. He directs. Oh, yeah. shit, he's acting. and He's not an actor, but it's Dame. Like, you don't recognize me as an actor. You don't look at me as a director. You don't look at me as a producer. You don't look at me as a, 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 a fashion icon and a fashion, you know, like, but I do all these things. And I've started all these businesses from scratch. All the things that people went to school for, I dominated at a very young age. No, nah, I think we do um, recognize 
you as no, all of those saying, things? Well, I'm just saying like just it's normal. Just in general. general. Yeah. It's just normal. Yeah. yeah. It's like they think it's normal. Yeah. Like just, yesterday, Nicolette had a show. I picked up a guitar and started playing. It's just, that's not normal. So the, the fashion industry, I, I, I heard somewhere <coughs> where you were saying that um, the profit margins are extremely low in the fashion industry. Yeah, that's something sucks. that you was involved in. But I don't think you're really involved in fashion anymore. Like no, you I still about, am. You still are? Yeah. What's your, what's your, how's your experience? Because you've had several different multi-million dollar companies. You've had, what's your experience in the fashion world? Because that's a whole different conversation as well. The fashion industry, I feel like. The fashion world is you have to build a brand first and you have to lose money for a little while before you gain it. But if you actually build your brand doing something else and you have the wherewithal to actually make clothing and content, not, not content, clothing with a point of view, then... You could have a direct-to-consumer relationship. It doesn't have to be so not so profitable. So traditionally, the fashion business sucks if you're going through it, where you have to order a bunch of inventory ahead of time, whether people are going to buy it or not. You got a plan. You got to put it up. If somebody orders a million dollars worth of shit, unless you got 500000 to not be able to touch for like six months, then you can't do it. Like, growth can kill you. But in this day and age, if you go to a factory, make your clothes, and sell it directly to your consumer, market it by yourself because it's your point of view. You have Instagram. There's so many ways to do things now. So the traditional way of doing things, it makes it where a normal person would need an institution and have to sell his, his whole soul away to get it done. What I've been trying to explain to people for years is you don't have to do that no more. People are just catching on. But I've been saying it for years. You, you've been, I mean, you helped and mentored and pretty much started a lot of brands. Um, Race Roy, obviously you've helped, obviously mentored Yay. Is there, are there people right now that you're looking at? Are you still involved in that process of mentoring and, and giving people the guidance in the, in the fashion industry? In fashion? Yeah. Yeah, that's what Poppington is, that's my fashion. So we make clothes, we make socks, you know, we make all, we make everything. And, but right now it's about really building the brand. And at some point I'll license it out. Just yours individually. I'm just saying anyone, anyone else. In general, yeah. Am, am I looking to teach people? Yeah. I mean, they can learn from watching me, but you know, teaching people takes time for my dreams sometimes. So I teach people through the interviews. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm happy. You go, you go to Poppington University on Dame Dash Studios, and there's usually a clinic on something. I want to I want to ask you a question because we're in the age of. Wait, can I do this? Hey, Nicolette, in the background, can you show the the streaming service just? Walk around with it a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay. And also Nicolette, she has an album coming out, a movie coming out, a TV show. Anyone that works for me or works with me has to have a dream. Yeah. Because you can't fight for my dream if you can't fight for your own. It just won't happen. I, that's crazy. I literally wrote down that quote. I'm like, that's dope. And I hear you talk about your dreams a lot. But in my mind, I'm like, I've never really heard you say what your ultimate dream is. I know you, I see it, it. you're invo involved in so much, but what's the ultimate dream for Dame Dash? I don't know what the ultimate is, because every time I have a dream, I, I make it happen, then I have another dream, mm. you know? So my ultimate dream is to be like LVMH and Disney at one time, but also to have, and it's happening. So, you know, I see my brother Kanye and He's making deals that make me very proud, you know? Yeah. And I get to go visit him, and the way he can treat me, the way he fronts on me, <laughs> <laughs> that nigga be stunned. 
So like when he when he's doing these deals, like the gap deal he just did, is he hitting you up like yo damn I'm about to do this? Or he's like you get stunned on that. That's after. the one thing we don't do is talk about what we talk about. Okay. Okay, got you. But got you. um I can say this, I'm always giving him that I'm proud of you call. You know, always. I wanna talk about something in fashion, but since we on Kanye, Kanye global icon, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you was like the first person to really believe in his vision to rap. He was a producer, but you, you, you saw something in him. He like, earned the right to believe in his vision to rap because he helped so many of my artists. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care if he could rap or not. You know, do what you want to do, bro. You just gave us too many hit records. Yeah, I, the, f- the first time we I, I actually heard him was that. Con- the so did you, did you see, like, yeah, obviously yeah, nobody yeah. can predict the future, but did you see something special? Like, all right, this dude is different. He's not just a regular producer. Like, he's different. Nah. Nah. In the beginning. Okay. It's an honest answer. Yeah. In the beginning, he was, you know, it was like he was at the low. It was him and Just Just, just Blaze. Yeah, yeah Just Blaze. And um, they both were making rapid hits. Did I see him being a fashion icon? Nah. Because first, he only used to wear polo. <laughs> so I used to be like, yo, that's not fashion. <laughs> For real, I pulled him to the side. Yeah, I could imagine those conversations. <laughs> you know, I took him to London. Yeah. And showed him shit. Did I know he was going to be the... Like, when I talked to Kanye, he says, yo, I'm the living, breathing dragon of everything that you want to be. <laughs> and he really is. Yeah, it manifested it. Dragon energy. Um, So we're in, the, we're in the age of protest. Like, and I always say support goes a lot. I've been in the life of protest, though. Well, let me, let me go. I'm going slow with this. I got you. I, I always say that um, support goes a lot further than boycott. What I mean by that is that, like, so the Gucci thing, when they do the, the blackface and they and they protest and they come to Harlem and have like a sit down and it's like boycotted for three months then we're back wearing Gucci again or Burberry or whatever so um and this is another story that I heard I don't know if it's true or not but I, I apparently when you guys had Rockaware you tried to approach I think Iceberg at the time yeah. and they said no they wasn't interested they or were disrespectful can you tell that story yeah it was wearing Iceberg so I went to them I think um their head of sales was knowing how come their shit was spiking. And I went to go meet with them, and me and Jay, and it was like, you know, they just were very dismissive. They didn't even want to give us any free clothes. They told us we could go to a sample sale. Damn. And I was like, all right, I'm putting you out of business. So I started Rockwear. Literally. So, but the reason why I like that story is because like, instead of, like you started Rockwear and then it just blew up and became a massive success, but you focus your energy on your own thing as opposed to trying to be included in somebody else's situation. So it's cause I'm a general, I'm not a soldier. Well, what that, I'm, that's what people have to understand. A soldier is never going to check a general and you know, you can't have but so much expectation of a soldier or someone with a slave mentality. They resent your independence. And I had to learn that. So do you feel that more emphasis should be put on supporting and growing, especially for black people, their own businesses as opposed to trying to be included in diversity programs and other people's businesses? I'm a firm believer if you don't want me in your house or I don't like your rules, fuck your house. If I'm buying your house and kicking you out, I'm going to build a bigger one and be more comfortable and you can't come over. And that's the way I approach things and always have. So another thing, another area, and I wasn't aware of it, and it wasn't common to us, but you were involved in art before any of us thought it was cool. 
Um, and you, you know, you had your art galleries in Tribeca, correct? Yeah. Y'all see the, the uh, so, hey Nicolette, <coughs> can you take them to, uh, can you take them to, uh, we went to Jamaica, episode one? Cause you know, the good thing about it is yeah. talking that shit sounds good, but I can show you what I was doing. You feel me? Yeah, I, but you, I, I heard you don't so, even have to visualize it, but we can still talk while she. Yeah, doing. people are trying to figure out how you making money off art gallery. So I heard, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but your thing was like you would find the talent, buy all their artwork, and then travel around the world to so people could see it, and that would raise the value of it. Is mm-hmm. that true? Yeah, you listen. This is what I was trying to get people to understand. In that art world. That was 2009, bro. 2010. It's 2020 right now. It's Vision- a fact. Visionary. Troy appreciates that. He's <laughs> Shout out to Jamaica. Shout out to the Jamaican massive out there. Massive. Yeah, so you should check that out. I went to go see Sizzler. I was in Judgment Yards getting hot with Sizzler. Don't get no better than that. <laughs> definitely doesn't. <laughs> Dane, um, one of the things that you know a lot of people talk about in business is that you have to be diplomatic. Um, nah, no, you don't. You don't believe in that? Listen, I used to be a drug dealer. When your drugs are good, you ain't got to be nice. You be like, yo, get online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking no singles And they happy to Because they're going to get high If you're getting your client high All you have to do is make sure they get high And they'll stay on that line Okay Fair enough So When you when you talk about your music industry career right? Because a lot of people Obviously you've done so many different things But your start Well I don't even say your start but that's what really kind of, you know, puts you on the radar as far as for most people knowing you is, is music. So it was the first thing I did. All right. Well, we'll just start. So you have a foul taste in your mouth about the music industry or are you still like optimistic about music, musicians? Like, yeah. How's, what's, your, what's, your, what's your vibe on, on music? Because I feel like. The indus- I'll tell you, the industry is fake, full of shit. It's all about exploiting artists and hurting them and just taking all of their energy. Music is alive. But the music industry is a farce. So for up and coming artists, do like, it yourself. No, no record label, no management. Make them work for you. You know, don't do a record deal where you have to sell your whole ass 360. Be so hot, do your own shows, do your own residencies. And when they come through, be like, you'll give me some money, but it'll be to distribute the shit that I own, period, or get out my fucking office my club or whatever so that, so that was the purpose of your underground 100 right I, I, I you know i read that you were like listen i'm only doing 100 because i know that these people are the localized fans these people i are wanted 100 of the coolest people mm-hmm. i don't need no nerdy motherfuckers around me if you cool enough to know that it's going on right and you cool enough to beat it and you cool but if i don't want no corny motherfuckers they could get it 10 years later i only like to be around cool people I, I, I've always architected my bubble. I only want to be around cool opinion leaders, like-minded people. And I filter and I edit people. Mm-hmm. You said something in that Breakfast Club interview that was you know, very controversial. I think I understood what you meant, but another one thing that kind of <laughs> lived forever, but you said you put money in the street. You know, you're not really into saving too much. So I'm assuming what you meant by that is you, you know, you're reinvesting your money into your businesses, like all money in, like Nip said. Um, is that something that you still? Well, hey, am I right by that interpretation? And is that something that you still kind of live I, by? I don't see the purpose of holding money. I don't see the purpose. 
It's all about flipping. And at the end of the day, like, <clears throat> everything I do is for my children. Mm-hmm. You know? When I get money, it goes to my kids. I think, I, you know, that was like, the, when I said that that interview and a couple other ones changed my life, I think that was the most important thing that I heard. Um, just working in education and then when you were saying like, yo, if you're doing something for yourself, then you're selfish. And I kind of like resonated. I'm just like, damn. And in my mind, I'm like, look, I'm doing this. I've been busting my ass for 10 years in the education field. Countless you're hours. In the education of field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I talked to the OSG network. 90 principles, black principles. Yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard, you heard about, about um, yeah, yeah, I forgot gentleman's name, but I, I mean, I got in touch with him. I called him last week. Dennis McKeevy? Yes. Oh, I'll get you right with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's um, dope. He's the Dame Dash of education. But yeah. So yeah. my he's, thing. He's put together quite a crew. Yeah, we we, we, we touch base. At um, that at that nah, point, he's, he's I was like, yo, for all this work I'm doing, I, ca- nigga right there. I can't give this degree to my son. I can't give this degree to my daughter. I'll give you OSG one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But yeah, that, that changed my mindset. It was like, yo, it was just an entrepreneurial mindset. Even though I was working in a, in a nine to five or nine to three for education, it was like, yo, we gotta create something. Or I gotta create something or scale something so it, it, it could be passed on. So when I said like, it changed my life, like that was it. But there's a quote that, that you say, and um, I wanna know if it's a long-term goal or is it short-term goals that you put inside of the quote? And you say, every day start something new, fit, finish something new. What, is that? Start something, start, start something new and finish something that you had started before. Every day. Yeah, and we talk. Are we talking? So, like, what would be a prime example of that? We just started something new today, and the editor is he still here? My man, is George is here? There you go, right there. We're gonna finish that OG stories today. Today, that's a fact. Dame, a lot of people listen to us, aspiring entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, right? people that's you know learning because that's the thing about it. this is one of the reasons why i think our podcast has become so popular especially in our culture you said it's not a podcast <laughs> the show <laughs> our show is so no, popular the brand is bigger than the podcast but you, right. you said it's not a podcast okay this is one of the reasons why people like the show Thank so you. much right is that it's mentorship you're, you're gonna you have to talk your shit into existence if you call it a podcast then that's all it is all right one of the reasons why people like Earn Your Leisure is because it perform, it provides mentorship, right? Instead of people just having to figure it out on their own, they can learn from people that actually have gone through it and learn from their, their ups and their downs. So as far as like business, do you have any, any regrets that you might have done things like differently or maybe handled something differently, whether it's relationships or business or anything? Um, you know, it's back? crazy, right? Um, Honestly, every single second of my life is meant, and everyone else's life, I think, is meant to be a learning experience. So when something happens that didn't go the way you wanted it to, you look at what you learned from it, right? Mm -hmm. And there's been businesses that I got completely robbed for short paper, but what I learned from it protected me from getting robbed for big paper. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm so happy in this very moment. I'm so happy. Like, scary happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's like, like the misconception. In, that the, you're in, not. The, in the matter, in the, in, the, in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. all my dreams are coming true. Which is crazy to me. So I would have to say, if there was anything that would stop 
me from being this happy now or that would change it's like is there anything i could have done that could have made me as happy as i am now i'm happy now because every decision that most people thought would be tough every business i walked away from every person i walked away from every person that i punished that everyone told me not to from a leo cohen to a harvey weinstein i'm glad i did it i'm glad i was in a position to do it I'm glad I'm that guy that these guys are known to be bullies and I bullied them. I'm the bully of bullies. I'm happy about that. So I love the fact that these challenges and these tests have presented themselves to me and I could get in the shower. I'm like, damn, I really am a fucking superhero. I never, ever waver when it comes to honor, never have. I've walked away from people that no one would walk away from. I barked on people that no one would bark on. Until everyone is barking on it. I did it alone. Assalamu alaikum shalom. I think I could take them alone. That's one of my records. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, so you said before the purpose of a business is to start a business and to sell a business. Is that still how you feel? Is this, this, the, this the goal of what we're doing now with um, the studios? Is it the multiple it, breakdown it, and sell yeah, it eventually? I, yeah. Either sell it or I'm making so much money I ain't got to sell it. But yeah, yeah. Usually if I sell a business, it's so I can start a new one. But again, it's like, I'm so happy right now. I like this life that I'm living. I'm really happy. Yeah, I, I mean, just watching you from, from afar, it seems like you, you've got a good balance. And I'm having a, a fucking ball, bro. <laughs> you know what it is to be a rock star your whole life? I'm hitting 50, I'm like, yo, this shit ain't even slowing down. <laughs> you know, that's why I be in the gym. I gotta stay in shape for this life. I'm having mad fun. Why would I stop having fun? I'm having mad fun and I'm productive while I'm, ha I'm having, I'm making money off having fun and I'm learning so much more and I'm around the people I wanna be around. I'm like, damn, I wish I could have fucking figured this shit out earlier, but it the timing when, I mean like, if you listen, Nicolette, 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 can you put Revolution <laughs> on? This record we made last year. I, for some reason, I decided to be a rock star last year. I've been watching. Just I'm, cause. Yeah, I've been, yeah, been, been watching. Just cause. Just cause. <laughs> you know what else? I want to be. I'm a rock star. I be saying it. Just woke up on some. Just vibe. Ten. Ten. Was it ten songs a day? Oh yeah. When we when when Tash comes, we make like at least ten songs and ideas that we could sharpen up. Some real live guitars I and all that. Oh, oh, I'll play you some new shit that's... That nah, I've been watching, man. Yo, also... Damn, I wonder if Kanye would get mad. But I want to play... I'm not going to play it live, but after I'm going to play you some shit. I can't give it to you, but... <laughs> that nigga new shit is retarded. Don't worry, nobody's listening. Nope. And you said you said the, the fight has always been economic freedom. I'm paraphrasing you, but... Economic empowerment. 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 What does group economics mean to you, then? What does that mean? everybody cops together, so everything's cheaper. And when one person gets fucked up, the other person that's doing well, or a couple of people could help out without hurt, without them being hurt themselves. So how can how can we implement that? I've been saying that for a long time. As far as you know, black people have been saying that for a All long right, time. Me, how let, can we let, let how can we give some real life examples of how? I'll we give you one right now in a moment. When y'all walked in with your Lumixes and your cameras, I said, "You guys are black and you're doing some cool shit." In my brain, let me give you the opportunity to have a television show for free and have me be your first guest so you can stop calling it a podcast. <laughs> so I put my movie cameras out with my movie lenses and I put your logo in the background 
and I started shooting, and I said, look, I'll just give you the footage. Did I not? Yeah, absolutely. Did I charge you for it? No, no. yeah. It, that's, what, that's what it is. That's an example of it, and hopefully you realize it as it's happened. No, that's a fact. Definitely. You did do that. We're appreciative of that. And sat there and schooled you the game. That's like, yo, you get money here, but you get money here, there, 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 too. And we spoke about certain things, and I gave you advice on how to approach it, correct? That's a fact. That's a fact. That's how we're supposed to do, and that's free. Some people would have charged you a lot of money for that. For every single thing that I gave you for free today, including the interview, the cameras, I, so most people would have charged. The studio, most people would have charged. I even said, let me get your logo so I can put it on the screen so everybody can see it, and gave your man a drink just <laughs> for doing it. Two drinks. <laughs> and, I, and I made sure you were safe. Fact. That's a fact. That's how you do it. Yeah, lock the doors and make sure everybody here is healthy. Yeah. Bo both wars. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, it's very responsible. The COVID test, very, very responsible. Everybody's clear. Leadership. Yeah, the thing Leadership. Is, and and yeah. here's another thing. Literally, how long did it take you to get an interview? I didn't even speak to Kenny. He just sent me a text because he's a black man and I appreciate his opinion. And I know he would never bring me no bubblegum shit and he should only want to help. And I felt he was trying to help. Did I give you any hassle? No, you didn't. Nah, man. Was it relatively easy? Yep. Did I put me. you with an assistant? You did not. All right. That's how you do it. So how do we get more people on that type of wave? Yeah, because I, I feel like- Leading by example and showing it's profitable. Soldiers only going to do what's profitable and what everybody else is doing. But generals do that shit anyway. It's just not many of them. Honorable. I mean, that's the only word I could think of, right? Because there, there's been plenty of times we've reached out to people, and it hasn't been this season. Um, and, and it, like I said, Not a lot. This season, a lot. I even shot it for you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, big. What's the fact? I did it for you. I ain't got no money to make out of this shit. But if you make something from this, Dave <laughs> <laughs> Dash Studios, Dave Dash Studios, Dave Dash Studios. <laughs> We're gonna be streaming. So, <laughs> well, what I would do from now on is because you're here for a while, I say, yo, bring your show here and put it on the network, if you want. Yeah. Unless you want to keep shooting in your house with the little cameras. <laughs> with, with the, with the, with the belt, with whatever that shit, with <laughs> step and repeat behind you, like, yo, look, it look better. <laughs> That's the uh, <laughs> See, not only am I gonna tell you what you should do, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna help you do it. Uh, so like the the, the the economic and the, and the political climate like this is unprecedented times. Black Lives Matter. Everybody it's a great time right on. now. Mm -hmm. What's what's your, what's your you optimistic about about the situation right now? We we in historical times right now. Nigga, I'm in control. Am I optimistic? That's like asking me if I'm gonna win a fight. Not not not, not for you. I'm just saying for you the know, general. I'm talking about for the general. I got a network. Then I just tell you I'm talking. We're gonna redo education. We're gonna redo laws. If you really watching, you see I'm kicking it with senators and congressmen. They pass laws. So how do creatives and creators get to you? Like, what what's the process, right? If they I had get to me, what's the, what's the process? They gotta get to you to get to me. I don't want to talk to everybody. I got shit to do. But gotta what I'm doing is, and I'm empowering other people so that they can empower other people. That's what I'm doing. You feel you might you younger than me. You know, you still feel like being out there. You running around. So I'm gonna give you the power to distribute whatever power I got to who you curate, cause y'all doing such good shit. Appreciate it. Gotcha. They say they say that you know we always learn the average millionaire has seven streams of income, multiple streams of income. But I feel like that's something that you always 
did was have multiple streams. You never know when a well's going to dry up, so you got to have other ones. So that's something that you just early knew early on. Like, what's your what's your theory behind it, having multiple different avenues working at the same time? Okay, imagine this. <laughs> imagine your number one artist after his first album saying, "I quit." That's Jay Z. Jay Z quit after. What do you mean? He retired it's after yeah, Reasonable Doubt. It's supposed to be his first and last album. Did he? Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. It's supposed to be his first. Fifteen and last. albums later, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, from that day, I was like, "Well, I ain't depending on this nigga." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna build a roster. What? <laughs> well, how long did he retire though? Like, well, like a, a month? He had I don't know, volume man. one. He didn't retire. Nah, he big pass. Retired. He just big passed it in volume nigga, one. How too. many fucking retirements did this nigga do? A lot. All right. So I, well, was, yeah. you know, I, I lost count of how many times he retired. <laughs> so that that, and that I don't even care. That pushed you. That pushed you to just diversify. Yeah, it was like nineteen. <laughs> Damn, y'all was that young? It, it wasn't only that. It was just that I was a guy that just thought I could do everything better. So it was like, I'm fresher than Ralph Lauren. I know it. I met this nigga. I'm fresher than him. I know I am. I know I'm cooler than Harvey Weinstein. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I done shook this nigga down. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's, not my, the, he's not the only one. It's my little man. <laughs> you know? I, I see what Charlie, you know, all these dudes, Charlie Watts and Leo Cohen's. I'm like, this nigga? You know what I'm saying? Y'all scared of him? It's my little man. So the big homie has spoken. That's the reason. So for me, I'll be like, yo, it. any industry, like now I'm in TV. I'm like, Lauren from fucking Wheat TV, fucking Tara Long. So <laughs> the how week, could they be fucking telling the cool nigga what to do? Was that was your show, the 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 grown up hit? But was I was it, an executive producer. Executive on producing it. it. Yeah, but it's all you know. It was. Because your, your son was involved with the show. My son, and then my daughter, you know, my family. I did it only to get my son on, mm -hmm. and it really fucked his life up to me, you know, and they did it intentionally. So fuck them. Oh, okay. So I yeah. got a lawsuit. There's money on your head, and I'm going to embarrass you. Remember that. I'm going to call your name out, and all your kids' friends are going to know I'm coming at you for the right reasons. Uh, let me I see, that's the thing that makes me the unicorn. You name another cat besides me that before the revolution or even after that actually calls out white people's name. Name one. I'll wait. <laughs> nah, David, nah, you've been fighting for the, um, I mean, nah, that's nah, what. Nah, nah, I said name I, somebody else that in, does that. In the entertainment or just in general? I mean, whatever, man. <laughs> Our generation? Any generation, but yeah. <laughs> so when you call out, when you call out Leor Cones of the world, um, is that out of built up frustration? I of didn't build up. I've been calling him out. I had to build up. I've been calling him out since the day I met him. <laughs> I've been screaming on Leor publicly for days. So you just never, you never respected him, just off the rip. No, just off the rip. Never off the rip. All right. Your man respected him. I never knew why. Jay Z. <laughs> I mean your man. Um. So I, I got a question because we, we we was fans of like just that whole culture, just music. We, that's how we grew up on music. So like you know that 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 president's video with you, Big J, A Z. Like, you want to hear a funny story about that video? I do. I told it to Dennis today actually. Um. So, uh, you know, after a lot of bullshit, we finally we we got cool with Biggie, and he came to the video. It was our first time hanging out, and uh, you know, I got into a drinking contest with him. <laughs> And you know he's he was you know very a lot heavier than me, 
<laughs> and I ended up playing myself, getting too drunk and not remembering. And I woke up the next day and like, you know, it was actually the only time I ever seen Jay really mad at me. He was like, yo, you was no good. I was like, what you talking about? So I called Biggs. He was like, man, you was drunk. He was holding this nigga chain. You jumped in his car. <laughs> I was like, what? In Biggs' car? No, in Biggie's car. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Biggie's car. Yeah, Biggie, Biggie, yeah, Biggie yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess he wasn't driving, but whatever. I don't remember. So, <laughs> you know, I w- <laughs> every crew got one. Yeah, so that, so that night, me and Biggs went down to Daddy's house and was, you know, like, look, I was drunk. Don't take that. And then we hired them to perform because we were, the thing was we were gonna have Biggie, um, headline so that Jay could open for him. Mm-hmm. So that was the business we handled that day. But then every day after that, that I saw Biggie was on, and we would have drinking contests. <laughs> so you know the um, you know when he would like stink mink gators. Yeah, my Detroit player. Yeah, that was because we was at the Bobby Brown birthday, and he was supposed to perform with Puff, but me and him got into a drinking contest. But this time I was like, I'm gonna go throw up behind the curtain, so I won't get too stupid. So I went through up, made myself throw up on some anorexic and was that anorexic shit with all the But this nigga ended up throwing up on his mink, uh-huh. so that's why they was calling it a stink mink after that. They called it stink mink gators. That came from that story. But it's funny because I really, you know, Biggie was really my man. So yeah, like I was like, did you really? It's, it's crazy. Did you understand that moment? Because y'all was young. I don't know how old you twenty one. Yeah. Like, I knew that you, moment. Yeah, that's you why I the magnitude of it. Yeah, you yeah. understood God, it. I mean, nigga, you could have never told me I'm not Dame Dash, and I wasn't gonna be Dame Dash. I knew everything I was doing was historic. You couldn't have told me, and even now, it's not a second I come outside that I don't think I'm making history, nigga. We making history right now. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm a history maker, so that's why I document everything because I look cool every day. Yeah, I think that's important. It, and Looking th- cool every day is important. <laughs> Gotta keep your fresh up at all times. Just, you know, Mandatory. Right yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Keep uh-huh. your, be a rock star all the time. Keep your shoes clean, keep your nails clean. It's Just funny. Be a rock star. Like, we, be right. We, we watched you in those times, and it was like, yo, you seem like the happiest guy on earth. I was but, the happiest, and I still am. And that's what I'm saying. And now it's like people look at you, and it's like, oh, Dame, is, he has an attitude problem. He's hard to work with. And it's like, nah, you're actually the happiest. You, what do you expect a slave to say? You, <laughs> you I, I was getting a soldier there. to know what a general's happiness is? You know, a soldier doesn't know what a win feels like unless the general's winning. A slave doesn't ever know what the win is. They think the win is a good meal. <laughs> you know? so, a fact. I have no expectation of a slave understanding my happiness, and I don't give a fuck. Keep thinking, really thinking about how I feel is the wrong thing. Think about how you feel. If you're taking pills for depression, don't think about me. Word of advice. Um, <laughs> did from a, from a musical standpoint, something I always wondered about, because there was always rumors. Um. Did making did you ever make Cameron the VP of Rockefeller and did that lead to like some like real issues? Uh, you on you on this tip, huh? <laughs> uh, of course, I made Cameron a VP. I also made Beanie Siegel a VP. Anyone that had a label with me was considered a VP, and that was actually the moment I realized I'm getting the fuck away from these guys. They're not the brightest about certain <laughs> things. You see what I'm saying? I was like, forget it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all it was, really. You should have heard the conversation we had. <laughs> like, that, like Jay was on the, the yacht. That was the first vacation he went on. He like made this call, and it was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then Beanie was mad, and I'm like, "But you're a VP too." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Forget it. I don't even care. I was just trying to help everybody. Everyone that gets a label, you become a VP. I'm just trying to empower y'all. 
Niggas was on the phone like, so I gotta go to them to get my lit my my fucking videos approved. I was like, did you ever have to go to anybody to get your videos right? Bye. It became a buy situation. I couldn't talk about it too much. I mean, the state property came out of that, and then you got two, out of what? Out of that that time frame when oh, state, yeah. state property came. came out that's of what I'm saying. And, I, and he was a, he was a, I made him a VP. And you got two films out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Directed one of them. Yeah. That's a fact. Well, education. I'm interested to know your because you, you said you got a network. I heard about this from previous like the gentleman that you just mentioned. He told me like you you speak to principals. Ninety. So yeah, what's the, can you talk about that? OSG talk about Network. That. I, w- I want to know more about Listen, that. Listen, instead of complaining about curriculum and the way education is approaching us as a culture, Dennis McKeezy has curated like these like principles that with principles that really give a fuck and do things out of love, and you know. Uh, Lays from MOP, you know, he's like the Dame Dash of MOP, just called me and was like, yo, I want you to jump on this Zoom with me. I ain't, I wasn't even paying him no mind. I'm like, whatever, that's my man, so I'm gonna do it. I trust him. Mm-hmm. I jumped on the Zoom and I'm really like looking at shit. I'm like, 90 black principles? I didn't even know there was black principles. And they mad cool, <laughs> smart. They wanna do shit. Yeah. So instead of complaining about education, the fact that they make us prepare to be slaves, you go in any school, it smells, it's lit, and the walls look like a jail. Yep. You sit in a room while the sun is out and sit behind a desk for eight hours and leave your parents, which is similar to what a job is, and you only see your parents when you and your parents are tired. Yeah. I, I mean, and that just seems like programming to me. And these principals were trying to relate to these kids and giving me factual shit about how to help them. And they're all geniuses and brilliant and creative and fly. And they're the ultimate think tank for me. And they all deserve to be famous. And they all deserve to have all their dreams come true because they've made so many others' dreams come true. So are you, are you, you working with, like, curriculum? Try to like Curriculum, everything, yes. Making education for us. Yeah, I mean. By us. For us, by us. Not yeah. by me. Yeah. Uh, by intuition, yeah. real principles that have been sitting with children all over the world. And this shit ain't even just like 90 in the country. It's all over the world. So I think the, the, the struggle, and I've worked with principals obviously pretty closely. Um, the struggle is like we can have, they can have their ideas, but a lot of times they, but those ideas stay in that school. They're not even and that. It's tough to scale. They're not, they're, they're, it's still a job. They have right. to protect their job. And so, like, that's time. That's all, the other part of it. It's like, look, we can have these ideas for how we want to teach our kids. We can create the curriculum, but they still have to meet state mandates. And that's where the roadblock comes in. It's like, well, I don't, I don't I I'm not a, I'm not a soldier. I don't depend on government to teach me either because so, they're only going to teach me what behooves them. And that's all I've seen them do. Make people think that unless they go to college and get a nine to five and get debt, they're doing the wrong thing and that they should only be fucking happy when they're 65 and old. So that, and I'm not doing that. So, and that, so that puts the, the principal in that position, right? Like they still have to answer to somebody. So I'm thinking to myself, is, it, is the role now to create an independent school where you're not That's answering? what we're doing. Okay, that's, that's where I was going with it. So like that's the goal of That's of, what we've been, that's one of the goals. Okay. But it's also an independent app. It's also an independent place to just give people information. It's also a place to give people a place to communicate and talk about problems so we could give action. Right. Bringing attention and awareness to problems without a solution is nothing but frustrating. It depresses people. Don't tell me the problems if you ain't got a solution. Unless you want to go fight, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. 
I agree, and I feel like education. I think too many times people feel education only happens in school, but it's like education can happen That's on the internet. Ridiculous. Google, you, yeah. That's ridiculous. Only thing that happens in school is debt. Yeah. Basically, yeah. indoctrination <laughs> also <laughs> happens. Nah, it really trains you to become, like right. you said, a worker. Really, but look how insane white people are about what it looks like to have a fake education to the extent that they were buying, and motherfuckers is doing jail time because of perception mm -hmm. of having an education that doesn't even matter. USC, it's not yeah. even a fucking. Yeah. It's systematic racism of human. It's not. Like, to me, racism is just to separate broke people. For broke people to fight each other so that they don't fight the rich people. That's it. What, what's a white racist? He's usually fucking cracked. Living with dip spit <laughs> in a fucking hut. Like, I lived in North Carolina. I'd be online and niggas would have their Confederate shit flag. And go back to the car, I'd be laughing. I'm getting in the Porsche. Of course you mad. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many rich races is on the front line of of KKK? But there are a lot of rich races though. I didn't nigga, they they racist just cause they wanna stay rich. Okay, how is it racism in Kanye? Gap is the most all American institution. And they putting a black man name in front of it. Well, he's going to sell. They want the money. So it's not racism. When it comes to money, white people going to put a black man name in front of theirs. What are you talking about? But is that, Look at the Germans and fucking. But is that business? Because you, you can still be racist and do business with somebody and make who gives, money. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? You can't be racist if I can fire you. I don't care. Go in the bathroom and scream nigga all you want. You're fired. I'm your boss. You should be racist. You should be mad you got a boss. You want to blame it on me? Go ahead. But you can't do shit to me for it. A racist can't stop me from getting money. No, absolutely. But all I do, all I do with a racist is hire him and work him to make him my slave. The legend has spoken. Yes. Leo's a slave for my fucking culture. Get your ass out there and get my people some money, Leo. You a slave, Tara. You you are slave now. We gotta make the narrative right. They get money off us. How come we not the masters if they making money off us? Cause they tell us they are boss, nigga. I'm your boss. You making money off me? You my slave. I'ma hire you. You know what I did on on growing up hip hop to um what's her name, Nicolette. Uh, who was our line producer for OG Stories? What the fuck's her name? <laughs> the showrunner? I told her, yo, stop telling me what to do. I'm gonna be your boss. And then I got, I did the OG Stories and hired her to fucking be the fucking showrunner for my show. I'm your boss now. Don't pretend you a boss. I'm gonna pay you. It ain't racism, it's suckerism. Don't try to make me think because you think I'm black that you better than me just cause you say so? Show me that. Nigga, raw me, you gotta show me your gun, period. And if I show you mine, I'm using it. 
So how do these like people like the Leo's of the world, Todd Moskowitz, like you, bench Leo? You, 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 now he got to run behind YouTube's people. He's out the music business. Did they just rise but, to power just by? There ain't no power. Benefit? I mean, you don't have power. What power? When he was the head of Def Jam, that wasn't no power. He was my little man. He used to work for me at Rockefeller. I was yo, go get my budgets cleared and shut up. <laughs> that nigga never no power. He ain't own shit at Rockefeller. What power? So you giving him power? I ain't giving power. I'm saying. So why you said he had power? I said, well, what I, was, title. What I was saying they title. They probably, title to who? No, I'm just saying by title. I ain't giving that nigga no title. His title is my little man. Look, what I what I was <laughs> that going, was his title. What I was going with this is that people in that position, right? As far as I'm, they fronting. They well, not in that position. But well, what I'm saying is that has supervisors. They not bosses. It ain't theirs. So it has to be a certain level of perception that is giving them certain authority. No, it's a certain level of you believing perception that's giving him a certain. Well, we level. didn't know. We we, we we I told you he was a little. He's my little you man. You said you said that, but there's a bunch of other rappers that have praised him. I record. told those rappers that that's your little man's. Ask Nori. I said Leo's a sucker. Ask Nori. He'll tell you. I told every artist Leo's a sucker. There you have it. Bench. This nigga ain't got no power. <laughs> so you how you gonna black like they oh, blackboard? How you gonna blackboard me from selling nickels and I sell weight? <laughs> Should be funny to me. Narrative. It's all about narrative. Don't believe the hype. How you feel about partner? I, obviously I know you're not into working for somebody. That's obvious. Partnering I, is fine. Partner partnerships are fine. Yeah. Okay. Fair exchange. Collaboration. You're not you're not opposed to collaboration. I do it all the time. I think it's a key. Something that we don't do enough of, collaboration. I do. We just collaborated right now. I'm just saying not us. I'm just saying in general, in general. Well, yeah, in general. But now you're in the presence of a general. So that's the reason why that's not even in my fucking vernacular. I don't have people around me that don't do that. And all I do is say, look, I'm going to televise my revolution because I don't want to smell you. I'll be in here doing it. But you're still gonna see me. I'm in your pocket in your phone. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we can we uh maybe shift gears a little bit and, and because it's something also that I um you can you do know, whatever you want, bro. We we you have we, to we, announce the question. Just ask. No, no, we admire from a distance, man. And that that's like I said that you have balance in your life, obviously. Have what? Balance. Yeah. Um, fatherhood is, has balanced you. I know you're in a, in a relationship. It how, fucking how, humbles me. How is like that was my thing. How how has that been over the the, the past few years? That now that you have. Teenagers that are growing, uh, you have a son, obviously. I'm loving, being, I'm loving being a dad and going through everything I heard about. I love it. What do you mean you heard about? You know, you hear about your kids acting a certain way oh, okay, at a certain okay. time, and it happens. And knowing how to deal with it. I'm loving being a dad and everything that comes with it. Everything, even the tears. Yeah. Loving people more than yourself feels so good. And that's what we got to understand. If you have one car and it's a coupe, you're a selfish motherfucker. If you have an apartment and you have children and you have a one bedroom and you're happy, you're not getting it. You got to get your life together. I'm happy when my kids have houses. My daughter Ava showed me her crib the other day. I'm so fucking proud of me mm. and her. My other daughter, right? This is how I knew I was doing my job because 
I do get at my daughters because they go to school and they also get brainwashed. So my daughter Tallulah loves school and all she knows in life is she wants to go to college. I said, what's your dream job? I don't know. What's your dream? I don't know. You want to go to college? Yeah. How you know that? Because you were told that. I bet you want a nine to five too, don't you? What's a nine to five? <laughs> I did my job. <laughs> I, that made everything to me. I don't care about nothing else. But so, your, do- your daughter still went to college, though, right? Like this Ava. This Ava. T- no, nah, Tallulah. Yeah, Ava went to college to make a mother's dreams come true. She's a model, and she also works for me, which yeah. is working for herself. So would you, you not encourage your kids to go to college? I encourage them to do whatever makes them happy, not me or their mother or their parents. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Family business. Uh, is that something that you, you have aspirations for your children to? What do you mean? Rachel Roy? Dame Dash Studios? No, I'm saying as far as your we're talking about your children. Like, cause they're gonna, they can run this business if they want. This is theirs. Okay. This is their business. I'm not working for me. I work for them. That's what, if you work for you, you're working for the wrong cause. And if you don't work for your wife, your girl, significant other, you ain't doing it right. What's, your, what's on your vision board for the next 20 years? Like, what's, what's the next... Obviously, we're in the Dame Dash Studios right now, but you're, I seem like you're always thinking ahead of time. So what's your, what's your on your vision board for the next Next five? is sports. Sports. Management? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sick of p- complaining about leagues and getting in these racist leagues. I'm starting my own leagues. Fuck being a team. Yeah, I, I saw you did. There's a deal you had with the, is it the NBA XL? Mm-hmm. Is that, you, are you part ownership of that or we're are you just broadcasting it? We're working all, you know, the business of it is not all solidified. Okay. okay. But it's going to be on the network. I, yeah. Okay. And those those games are starting relatively I, I, shortly. I could get, I'll put you an interview with him so he could tell you. But oh. my agenda is to do that in every sport. I have a network. I'll promote it. And my league is going to be way funner than anybody's league and way flyer. I think it's a, it's a, it can happen. People doubt it's Ice Cube, but that, that league. It can th- happen. Yeah. The three it's on, happening. I'm saying the three on three league. It's happening. <laughs> there you have it. It's happening. Ain't no, it might happen. It can happen. It's happening. So what's happening is it's happening. It, the logistics are: is it five on five or is it? Are we yeah. okay? It's five on five. So it, from what I, my understanding of it, and maybe you can help me out on that, is that it's really for almost like a developmental league for people who haven't made it. No, 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 no. It's what, pro. It's pro. a pro league. Yeah, developmental. Nah, it sense of like the G League is a development. Who told you that? And I'm who said no, I'm I didn't be, know. That's nigga, what I'm gonna be a G League. I'm gonna own a G League. I'm an A League. Facts. Say less. <laughs> yeah, we can. You think I aspire? My dream is to have a G League. So we got basketball and then what, what everything, we going, everything, everything, all sports after that? Everything. But yeah. also, I want to make a sport profitable out of like something like educational, like debating. Mm. You know, like my, thank you. My problem with education is they also en- enable us. So like for a certain class, you think the only way to get out of it is entertainment or athletics. And you'll devote your whole life to playing basketball, and that's like lotto. And you get hurt majority of the time before you get there, and they don't have a plan. And the reason why people devote their whole life to it and go to basketball in school is because they think they can make money. Yeah. So let's make something educational profitable and make a team out of that. 
don't you think they're smart enough to know that educationally that if we make them think they could be they like facilitate their enablers school is enabling we lived off that line like that was when y'all put that line out and that was the first lesson i ever taught when it came it was like hip-hop literacy it was like all we got is blacks all blacks got in sports and entertainment like that preference does to go into development of how many other people are famous and not even famous but have created have created wealth from outside of the sports and entertainment industry yeah, yeah. so that's kind of how we were well you, you got a, you got a much better chance of you know making being an entrepreneur than being the top rapper that's for sure you guys are funny man do, do you um <laughs> i'm not laughing i'm not i'm not lying he's funny <laughs> you guys you you <laughs> yeah you're the big homie you guys should do a fucking scripted tv show i have a script for you. Nah, we did we i got a, i got a, i know i have a script for y'all I get it, I get it. Yo, <laughs> I got a script. Nicolette, can you ask um, Valor if he's finished with that uh, script for- uh, Let's do it. The next, I have a script. No, y'all doing it. Y'all have it's to like do it. It's like Entourage on steroids. You guys, no, no, no it's saying like Entourage. It's a scripted movie, and I think you guys should be a movie. We want to- Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You, don't take it too far. You'll feel, you'll feel, you'll feel mighty. I said you're funny. <laughs> I didn't say you're like me. No, no, stop, no, stop. No, 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 See, no, now no, you're going too far. No, no, no. And you got on white pants. See? So, uh, <laughs> I don't wear white pants. Let's go. I don't wear white pants. The Snapchat. Uh, I'm not snapping. I don't wear white pants. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Show me a picture with me wearing some white pants. Game, collaboration. We are going to partner with Dame Dash Studios. Scripted TV show sounds good. Let's do it. It's funny how you said partner. Real funny. He funny. Um, <laughs> nah, we got. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss that. Oh, she laughed too. Shout out to uh, what's that? IG. She's been live. Um, oh, man. it's on IG right now. Yeah. Oh, shout yeah. out to IG. What's shout going on? You on my IG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we told you. You know what it is. Let's go. Dane. Oh, even better. Appreciate you. That's it. Any more questions, Troy? Nah, I just wanted to, you know pay homage man like I Appreciate honestly it. I honestly we have grown up watching you and these guys know man like Rockefeller was I felt like I was part of that shit man the way the way that it was I, part of it yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying like I, we watched and studied y'all moves um even the way and we, we did some bullshit at the end though yeah no, but, we, that but, but that's fine though because you happened. did that so we don't have to yeah you know what I'm saying and, that, and, that, and that's yeah, one you're of, right you learned from it that's one of the things it might have been the about. sacrificial lamb so everyone could learn from it yeah yeah we no. we definitely took that I wear that because what we didn't lose I didn't lose too much money yeah but now we want to we want to we want to give you your flowers because like I said I mean you definitely was a major inspiration for us on the business side you're gonna give me some flour where is that Mike where the flowers at Mike where's no flowers I thought y'all missed dispensary I don't buy no dispensary weed I'll give you a number to call one eight hundred. I'll give it to you in a minute. Damn, um, I just ordered some shit. But yeah, but yeah. I'm smoking new weed right now. It's that new weed. It's that new OG. Any last words for up and coming entrepreneurs, people that you know need no, guidance? No, there's never last words for an entrepreneur. If you bit with the entrepreneur bug, you're always gonna want more. But self care is important. Mm. Make sure you get some sleep and make sure you celebrate yourself and make sure you're enjoying yourself. You know, I'm a firm believer in I would never do anything and get paid for it unless I would do it for free. So you didn't pay me for this, mm. but I could get paid for this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. 
Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. That's our Proud to Pay program. We appreciate y'all support. Y'all know tier four and Go five. Go get Call of Action if you want to support. Oh, yeah. Everyone in this room right now, please order Dame Dash Studios from your phone. And everyone that hears that. this, if you're actually believing what I'm saying about the support thing, just fucking support. Plain and simple. Just fucking order it. Dame Dash Studio. There ain't no link. You can go get it on I, dot com. You could get it. You have an iPhone. I hope so. Okay, but the answer is yes. <laughs> All right. So you could go get it on iTunes or whatever I store, <laughs> and you could. Oh man. I, iTunes is gone now, right? Whatever App, it is. The App Store, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's anywhere that you could get Netflix, you could get my shit. Go get that, and uh, like you, like we said, tier four and five. Y'all know y'all got access to EYL University, the number one online business this, school in the world. This show is also going to be on my shit. There you have it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> OG. And shout out to everybody that's been supporting the merch on EYL uh, Uh We got a bunch of merch for you. Assets over liabilities. That's that is that's our slogan. That's our slogan that we running with. It's a lot of copycats that took our they took our, our yeah, thing and put it on every Amazon. Flavor, every flavor. But we got trademarks What's on What's the it? logo? The it's logo's on the, on the back. It's on the back. We got a couple different logos, but that's the logo that we going with. That's funny. That, that it's very similar to the OSG network. Is it? Mm. You gotta get with the OSG. You gotta get with Dennis. Alright. Yeah, nah, we're gonna link. They, I think they flying out here. Yeah, he told me. He told me. We're gonna link. When well, you really fuck with Dennis. Yeah. That's an old nigga. <laughs> yeah. He's a big he's a big supporter of Ernie Leisure. Shout out to him. Shout out to really? Dennis. Really? Yeah. yeah. Damn. That nigga's on the pulse. Yeah. Tells you something. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. So shout yeah, out to everybody to support. Pulse. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> That's a big fact. But like this, either way you you was gonna end up here. Yo, we Dennis, uh Kenny because you know Kenny Burns, you know, I I had hired him to be the president of rock music for yeah yeah he, he told us the stories he about that the stories he did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we was with him for a while yeah what he, 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 he tell you what he tell you <laughs> he said he loved his time up there man he had war stories more more of his war stories were prior to coming to rockefeller but a he, lot of stories with diddy him and diddy. yeah a lot I, of, uh, I was talking about my stories his, your stories it didn't really evolve he, he, he your stories he'll tell, tell you about the time that uh i went into puff's office I just told them about that. He told you about it? I when you did the interview with him, I was watching. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to tell you, like I really follow you, bro. Oh, but the security thing? When Not they, the security thing, I just they called D Rock on you. They called D Rock. Yeah, <laughs> I, like yo, bro, didn't I just tell you? <laughs> yeah, in the call, I'm like, yo, call. yeah, nah. I say, he was like, nah, we ain't call security. Like, nah, you call D Rock. That's as good as security, bro. I just wanted to talk. I was to like D Rock. <laughs> so you, like you, my ran, brother. you ran up in Puff's office. You just wanted to have a conversation. Just have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, friendly conversation. Friendly. I'm just not a, sure. I, I, that would be interesting to see. I'm, I'm I sure y'all got, got, got it a bunch on tape. Of those. I have it on tape. That's what you told them too. Yeah. On when you did, did when you, you did got it on tape too. Were you able to have the conversation? Yeah, we had it. It was. I'll show it to you. Anything <laughs> got thrown? No. Yeah, a computer got thrown. <laughs> oh, a computer got thrown. <laughs> yeah, he threw his computer. He threw his computer. Oh, okay. Well, he was watching me say like, "Yo, Puff, call me," because I was saying some. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> we, 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 not, we made a pact not to talk about those things. There you have publicly. it. Now, Kenny, Kenny, he, he told us a story about when Cameron screamed at him. Which, which one? Camera used to be Camera used to be on Percocets a lot because of his stomach. Mm -hmm. So it used to, you know, his temper mood, was, mood was yeah. yeah. Okay, that explains it. Um, Dane, say Yo. my name, make you dash like Dane. 
<laughs> there you have Biggie, it. Biggie Small said that. That's a fact. That's a fact. The man. legendary. That's a stat. I want you to know that I fully embrace the stat of Biggie Small saying my name in a rhyme. That's I'm enjoying it. I know what it means. Like a fan. Like as if I never knew him, I know what it means. That's how much I'm enjoying life right now. I know the history. I'm enjoying the history. I'm marinating it like wine. <laughs> Being right is crazy. And everyone <laughs> told you you were wrong. Yeah. I saw that they made you, that they put the post up. Yo, Dame was right all along. I knew I was right. Charlemagne apologized, I think, to you, right? You said oh, that. Oh yeah, you said that. You saw the interview. No, he didn't. Listen, when I got back to the Breakfast Club, it was tightened up. No, even if you, like, you it know, was a different nah. breakfast. As far as the real estate and the things, I'm, I'm pretty but sure. Listen, I listen, I can't. I was like, next time I walk in, up in here, I want to shake your hands, and I did. I was proud of my work that day. Yeah. With that, with the other that day, I was like, oh, I'm ill. What was the other interview? It was like, yo, 20 years ago, I was a DJ. 20 years ago, you that was DJ. The same, same, interview. same interview. Same interview. Like that, I that was, was a like, legendary oh, wow. situation. That was Which crazy. one? Nah, you was like, 20 years ago, I was a CEO, you was a DJ. 20 <laughs> years later, I'm a CEO. I'm a CEO, you still a DJ. I said that. Where's the growth? Shout out to Envy. Envy was on the, he was yeah, on the, Yeah, I wrote it down because I was like, yo, that's I so. I said that. Yeah, that was he crazy. He was like, I'd be on one. DJ, I was high. I got to look at that interview again. I don't even remember saying that. Nah, that was crazy. Oh, Dame said that? But yeah, that he, did, he definitely said that. <laughs> that um, nigga be bugging. He be zapping out. You never know sometimes. You right? never know what he gonna say. He don't even know what he. That shit just happens. Um, that shit be live. That shit was live. Yeah, no, that was ill. But that yeah, was he was Ill. on the podcast. Him and Caesar. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. Shout but out to I them. definitely Caesar. Know. He sells the cribs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was here. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, told, yeah. Us he, told, us, he told us about the whole situation. Do it all is doing that shit. Him and his man in Jersey too. They did like the originator. What's shit. the name? Do it all. Do it all from um, Lords of the Underground. Okay. Shout oh, out to yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually put me with. He was in one of your things. Nah, nah. He's pure in the game with me. He put me with the Bishop Pinnell, the Yah Squad, who is the educator of where racism starts, religion. Mm. You know, he's been made it clear, clear to me to understand that the proper translation of uh, the real name of Jesus is Yahshua. Mm. And. The Jesus is a European translation and nothing that took place in the Bible happened in Europe. So why do we all worship a name that's a European translation? Like just logically. Hmm. And he was the first person, the bishop, to break that down to me in such an eloquent way with such aggression. He's the Dame Dash of history to me, of religion. And then also I talked to Billy Carson who I haven't spoke to since he launched his app. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been, I was like, yo, bro, call me, man. And he uh, is telling me the original origin of history, you know, the Anunnaki shit, yeah. where we're really from, how human was even made, just based on text that they don't tell us. Just based mm -hmm. on religion. We come from being modified from people from another planet. I heard that, and you were talking about the hieroglyphics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's what's on the network. That's the Galaxy Network, the Yah Squad Network, the OG, the OSG Network. These are people that are better at me, better than me, but they know intelligently about the things that I personally believe need to be fixed. Like, I've had an onk since I was a teenager. I've always had an onk on me. Mm. That cross never made sense to me. Mm -hmm. Because it only represented phallic men 
you know, all them sticks on this represents a woman and a man. God is a combination of both on this planet. But the man's job is to be a slave. I do firmly believe that women are God, logically, because they make life, and isn't that what God does? Right? Crazy idea. Mm -hmm. That's what God is, right? So, who, what on this planet creates life? Women. So how could they not be God? Just logically. F put your ego to the set. How could a woman not be God if she creates life and we can't? Logically. Well, I think that man plays a part in creating life. It's like when no man is, no, nah, there's no, there's no nah, creation. Nah, nah, nah. Actually, you can't, there's no like. No, no, no. Let me just say this. Before there was men, women actually could create life without men. Like immaculate conception? Yeah. Not immaculate conception. It was, I, I got to do, I got to, I'll, I'll show you this shit. But again, we don't. Like my my girl, my wife Raquel Horn, Dash, is pregnant right now with my baby. I had a part in it, but that baby is in her. Congratulations! Congrats! Congrats! Thank you. But it's in her. It's growing in her. Her body is the one that's going through a physical change. She's the one whose hormones are on a different level. Right. She's the one who has to have a six to eight pound for you know come through a hole that's big we ain't doing that yeah. she's the one that has to have a period every month and be in pain just so she could create life is that not the case it's true that's true you know she's the one that doesn't have physical muscle because of lack of testosterone which is generated by our testicles to go physically do work so if we're here to make muscle to go phys do physical work, I just believe our role in this world is to be a slave for a woman. And that's the only way you could be a king is if you're a slave for a queen. That's just how I feel. When did you get to that point? Because I know you uh, were doing the invest in women thing, and that, I thought that was extremely powerful. But at what point did you get to that declaration or that thought process when it came to women? It was an evolution of thought, but it started with Aaliyah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, she really was, you know, it was like royalty to me. Her presence was royal, you know? Yeah. And then the feeling that I got from Raquel was similar to the feeling that I felt from Malia. And it's just the royalness about it. It's just a very, I just feel the need to serve. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. That's powerful. Extremely yeah. powerful. Absolutely. Dane, once again, we appreciate you, good brother. Um, shout I can't out. believe this. I still, I'm like in awe of this, really. Had to happen. No, it yeah, had to it's happen. crazy. Like, I things into existence. We had that conversation. Like, I text him, like, yo, remember when we said we're we going to get Dane? Well, let me ask you this question. No, it had to happen. <laughs> yeah. Because I know that there are people that I wanted to meet, and when I meet them, it's not what I thought it would be. So what did you think this experience would be like from beginning to end, just the experience in general? Honestly, I thought it would be just like this. Yeah, pretty good. I really thought it was going to be just like this, and didn't, it did not disappoint. And I was pretty like, much how I, how I envisioned it. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> crazy. We, I, I text him today. I'm like, yo, February 29, 2019, um, your page followed us. And I was like, yo, bro, yo, Dame's following us. Like, we really 
What's your page? <laughs> Earn your leisure. What's the page? Earn your leisure on Instagram. That's y'all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what's funny? Because I, I I follow random shit if things are on it that's interesting. Yeah, I was, and I was like, I still got the, I, I text him today, like, yo, bro, that was February, and I'm like, yo, damn, like, I think we, That's we crazy. on to something. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that was y'all. Yeah. Yep. I was just, that was a random thing. Yeah. I think you might have came up on my popular page. You came up on my feed because of Billy Carson, I think. Okay. Yeah. That I mean, it meant everything to us. Yeah, it was a big deal for us. <laughs> yeah. Straight so. up, and, and he texted me like, yo. We got to get Dean and we got to get Master P. And I think both those things can happen in the spring. And we were like, let's do it. Mm. And then we had Nipsey on the list. And then two yeah. weeks after that. Yeah, my interaction with Nipsey was so interesting. Nipsey, man. How 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 was yeah, yeah, how was that relationship? Because for us, it, the reason why we really wanted to, because we had business podcasts, and he just really, he was well, one of these it, guys that just was so was, astute um, business-wise. Well, he had such a level of respect. Yeah. You know? For, for real shit and I had never met him and he actually came to a book signing of mine in a club mm. and when I heard he, I was on my way out I heard he was there I came back I didn't leave I just went back to and we spoke and every second was the knowledge like he was picking my brain and then you know we exchanged numbers and we spoke about some other personal things you know I still got this Texas that we spoke about but he was just a sponge and I could like see him applying things daily and that really it like and and my the dude that I consider my therapist but he's a friend that gives me therapy when we talk or he has therapeutic conversations with me Taj was like a real good friend of his and it just like it was like losing Biggie. Yeah. It was like losing Leah. Like knowing someone personally and their potential. Mm -hmm. And it was like realizing his potential. I was like looking at what he was gonna look like in ten years already. Right. I was like, he's gonna be ill in ten years. In fifteen, it's gonna be sick. He's still gonna be young. Yes. So it's like when you're doing things that are important. You gotta tighten up. Mm. And the only light I could get out of that it was to learn from it. And that experience made me tighten up. But it was sad and it hurt. And it still does. Because yeah. I always like, when I see potential, I always wonder like, what the fuck would Aaliyah be today? What would Biggie be today? Big L. Big L. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Tupac. Tupac, big pun. Yeah, we lost these yeah. people. I mean, who would they be today? Like, look who I am today. Well, who would they be? Yeah, yeah. They didn't make it past We're still 25. crispy, though. Right. You know, we, it's and not just like senseless, old. senseless acts of violence. Six but senseless. it's just how many senseless of our leaders, our generals, yeah. get caught up in a stupid war. Nonsense. What, like fighting the good war right to where you slip for the stupid war. So if you're good in one place, make sure you're good every place. When you're good in one place, tighten up every place. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got I got a, a question, and it just hit me. I forgot to ask it to you. 
but obviously you've been around a lot of people. Who influences you now? Is it just family or are there other people out there that you watch and like, you know, that's a, a source of influence? Is, is there anybody out there? Kanye influences me. Kanye, shout out to Yeezy. When your student becomes your teacher, you be, you did your job. That well, should sir. be the that should be the goal of every teacher for the well, sir. For that to it happens. Yeah, Kanye. You know, through all the bullshit, when I have conversations with him, I learn. You know, because to me, he's better than me at making his dreams come true. We don't have the same dreams, mm -hmm. but he makes his dreams come true better than me. In a manic state, sometimes. Genius. Definitely, yeah. definitely. It's it's art. Kanye is art. Pause yeah. for me. <laughs> Living, breathing art. Everything he does is is fucking interesting and different. You gotta watch. Yeah. Everything he does. You gotta watch. Yeah. And I'm really proud of him. You know, he took that fucking red hat off. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Fucking. And now he's running for president. He never said that. Tweeted. He did not tweet that. Wasn't oh, it? Okay. He said 2020 vision. 2020 vision. He didn't say okay. he'll take it the way he wanted. I ain't seen him run for shit. Even All though. I heard was, I'm taking the red hat off. Shout out to Kanye. Our brother. We got to get an interview with Kanye. That's the next, that's the next giant. Dame. Uh, once again. We appreciate your hospitality. You're a gentleman. Also, he dropped that two billion. He dropped what? That two, two million, million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it counted. Yep. George Floyd's daughter. Yes. All right, let, me, let me give you absolutely. another Jeopardy music question. Name another motherfucker that's talking about helping that dropped anywhere near two million. On the George Floyd That's a heavy. That's a heavy mic drop. Yeah, no. that made me proud. He nigga came through, and dropped, he, and he was in the streets too. He was in the streets. He dropped that bank, right? Flew his private jet, walked through his shit, didn't say a word, jumped back on his jet, and was the loudest voice with that motherfucking. A mic drop is a fucking bag drop. Bag drop. That's gangster. Two milli. Two milli. Yeah, that's that's significant. That's all we need to talk about. Took the red hat off and did the bag drop when it count. Kanye, one of the greatest. I'm proud to be a part of that one of the on greatest, any level. One of the greatest ever of all nah, time. Right now, he the best that ever did it because of the Gap deal and the sneaker deal. The nigga made he's Jordan with yeah. sneakers. Easy yeah, non-athlete, non-athlete. We got to give that man his props. Yeah, non-athlete to do it. And also the Gap. Capital's gonna be crazy. And he's localizing production. Yeah, he's gonna be, did, so I, heard, I, you, wait, you know what that means? I heard they were trying to give him some a fight, some fight back in Wyoming. I don't care. I'm just saying he's making sure everything made is by him yeah. is in the US. Yeah, that's important. Mike bag drop. That's all that counts. All the other shit is fucking circus. He bag dropping. Coin it. Yeah. Nigga. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Yeah. Kevin Hart. All of them. 
Pick one. Pick one. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> Fuck a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. That's my new. That's my Mike, new. Mike, can we make that the a drop can right we there? Just, can we make that a drop? Bag drop. <laughs> that's a drop. That's a bag drop. Bag drop. So bag then drop. do one. Do one. This nigga's funny. <laughs> He's funny. Yeah, you, you know you, you know you're still in back of the fucking camera. <laughs> well, you're not sounding like a ghost. <laughs> Only thing look like a ghost pause is your legs. <laughs> you had to wear you had to wear them? You had to wear them? Well, don't with don't the black belt. Don't smoke none. You might get some ashes on that. <laughs> White pants with black belt. White Ashen. pants. You a black belt. Black only belt. only vodka oh, tonight. Now we see it. Now no, we, we see, see it. it. We you see have a short it. And you choked your Jordans too tight. You should never. You should never feel that comfortable. <laughs> to wear that's, white that's pants. That's the exact reason you shouldn't have did it. Because no, he was. a legend. Nah, you know, everybody wears white pants, but I just not, don't. No, no, everybody don't wear white. Like, is it respectfully? Is it is puffed on a party later? Damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Respect, respect for the, the annual July 15th party. Is there like a boat ride you about to go on? <laughs> boat ride. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yo, let me, yo. You, I mean, you yo, triggered the memory. Yeah, you yes. know, you know what's crazy? And I said this at an Essence, Essence Fest a few years ago. This is, this is off topic, but it's true. Black people are the only culture I've ever seen go to an all white party. We're like obsessed with the color white. I've never seen a Spanish all-white party. Yeah, they be going crazy. Black people love white parties. No, I do love white, the color. But I'm just saying, I don't know why. <laughs> why? I, like, they do all-white baby showers, all-white boat parties, all-white. Think about it. There's always an all-white party for black people somewhere. That's a narrative. That's, 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 the, that's the programming. No, it's just well, that's, it's that's interesting. The, that's the culture that we've been given. Yo, to think that good. dark is is, 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 is means really dark and light means, you know, or rather like On the you card, know, better a certain way, but whatever. But anyway. Dane, once again, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting me be on your TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Television show. Production. Yeah. B-roll. Earn your leash. Do we got to take a picture, Mike? We out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.